the Bad and the Nerdy Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Along with me again is Jeremy. Say hi. And he's back. And, boy, have we picked the special one. We're going to do a not one, not two, but all three of a specific trilogy because it's a perfect good, bad, and nerdy trilogy. Although, which is the good one, which is the bad one, which is the nerdy one is very debatable, as I found on on Twitter and Facebook today. That would be all three of the live-action films from 1990 to 1993, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Classics. Yes. Yeah, so Jeremy and I, uh, we grew up pretty much, you know, we're basically the same age. Uh, we both have very specific memories of seeing these movies, at least number one in theaters. I think we all agree we all saw one in theaters. I think I saw, I saw all I saw all of them, but the third one. Yeah, I, I didn't see uh, I I didn't see uh, three in theaters either. And I'm pretty sure I think I yeah I saw uh, two once in theaters, and then I watched it a couple times in video. It was the you know, Secret Ooze is one of those things like it's, it's such a specific moment for video. But uh, the first one, I mean, believe it or not, was the the second highest grossing movie of 1990. It was also like the uh, highest grossing independent film of all time. It's, it's fascinating when you look at all the records about the first Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, it was, it was Jim Henson joint too, and I know that grabbed a lot of people's yeah. attention as well. Yeah, and what a lot of people don't realize it came out like about six weeks before he died, so it was basically the last major thing he worked on. Yeah, aside from say a couple of shorts and some Disney specials, he worked. He he helped design all of the costumes for the first movie. So that's a, that's one of the most fascinating things, and the second one was actually a tribute to, it was dedicated to him, but he, the Jim Henson Company had very little to do with that one, which is part of the problem. The secret of the ooze. Yeah, secret of the ooze. The, yeah, the secret of the ooze, aka we want we don't want to ang- make angry parents again. Yeah, a- aka. Where are Bebop and Rocksteady? See, now, that's a funny thing to talk about. Uh, yeah, uh, so Bebop... We could start with the first movie. I mean, I've got a lot to say about all these movies. Yeah, so, go ahead. I mean, we, 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 no, we can just start yeah, we'll at the first one. one. Let's start at the first one. Universally agreed to be the good one. So, yeah. It, yeah, it for sure. In the 1990s, directed by Steve Barron, who uh, was hired because he worked with Jim Henson on the Storyteller show. So Henson, you know, Henson didn't want to direct it, but he want, you know, they um, Golden Harvest, which is a kung fu company that did a lot of stuff with like Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan. They actually got behind on financing this film. They want, they were the ones because everyone else had turned it down. Disney turned it down, Paramount turned it down, Warner Brothers, turned, all of them turned it down, which is crazy because, as Jeremy and I can both say, in 1989, Ninja Turtles was the number one cartoon show. Number one toy, number one, yeah, you know, everything. Like everything was Ninja Turtles back then. Yeah, arcade, oh, yeah. everything. Pajama, pajamas, bed sheets. And by the way, to this day, my kids, my son still wears Ninja Turtles P decks. <laughs> Think about it, they yeah, have well, had an insane amount of success. All. Yeah, I still, I still own all three movies. For as soon as my kids were old enough, I went on Amazon Prime and I bought them all. They had like the trilogy packet. Some of the first movies that I, I tried to throw in their brains were these three movies. And, and it's funny, it's like the first one is easily the darkest thing for good reason. It had nothing, they were trying not to be the cartoon. Yeah, the first one is, 
significantly, and we'll get into this when we go to the first one, to the second one, but it's a it's one of the first movies too, if you remember. I can remember when I was young, the first time Raphael threw out, damn. Yep. You know, and I was like, whoa, he cursed. He's, yeah, he said a bad word, you know? So, I mean, definitely we're trying to stay, like steer away from the cartoony. Oh yeah, and it's it. like, not, you just, I mean, aside from Goonies, you didn't hear much cursing in kids' movies. Not at all. A kids' movie, that's the thing they kind of were secretly not letting anyone know. They weren't making a kids' movie. They're making a kung fu action movie. Uh, and succeeded. Oh. And succeeded. Yeah. And the um, one of the things I appreciated about it is I thought the voices worked because yeah. uh, we had Corey Feldman, and every time when you were a kid and you were our age, and for some reason you hear Corey Feldman's voice, and it makes you feel yeah. good. It just did. It just he had did. that place that you know, it's like '87. He had yeah, we had Lost Boys and License to Drive by '89. <laughs> He was already starting to kind of bit of a has-been because of his drug. Was the voice of Donatel for the first movie. And which what, is, I, what, uh, the voice of Raphael, that's Robbie Riss, who's cousin Oliver from uh, uh, Brady Bunch. And uh, what uh, year did the Burbs come out? The Burbs was 89 also. So, okay. Corey Feldman, I mean, he had Dream a Little Dream. He had the, so Corey Feldman was still a pretty big star by 90. So for him to be the voice of Donatello was a big surprise. And one thing I really got a kick out of was just the uh, fact that they put a lot of details in the costume. You would think they were going to make a movie. They would just an animated because they had not made a series. They made a live action movie by making having Jim Henson's company make these full body suits and masks to move, mouth to move, the eyes to move, everything. Which at the, which at the time was almost like unbelievable for you know kids our age because we didn't we haven't really seen anything like that yeah i mean growing up jim henson's by this in the 80s this one he did really dark stuff like you know uh, dark crystal labyrinth and the storytellers he used to do these really elaborately complex serious looking you know puppeteering stuff so for him to do it was actually the perfect choice for him to do it. Like there was no way they you know, like he, he he said it was the most elaborate thing he'd ever built, also, which is interesting if you look at some stuff they did over the years. But for that that those those costumes were incredible. Now the plot line's interesting too. So the plot is April O'Neil is uh basically being uh threatened by the foot clan and the Ninja Turtles have been secretly watching her and this and save her from one mugging and she kind of uh uh, finds them and uh, they kind of have to live with her after the Foot Clan captures Splinter. And the background of the Foot Clan is essentially Shredder and uh, oh, why's his name just left me? I'm sorry, I'm driving, but his name in the first one, Shredder's uh, second in command. Yeah, where it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm forgetting his name, or even if they said it, but essentially they're taking advantage of youth, teen and preteen boys that were trouble and stuff yeah. like that. Tatsu, that was his name. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember it, but I mean, yeah. And of course, April O'Neil had a boss who had a delinquent son, stole from her. Uh, who was part of that the gang whole... working with Who, who was yeah, with so Hood. You've got yeah. the uh, troubled youth trying to, uh, that they want to help. So I mean, it, it's 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 interesting. It's if you watch a lot of like classic, you know, kung fu movies of the '80s, this is kind of that similar plot. There's always the lone hero who tries to save the get the kids out of the gangs. So yeah, it, and uh, 
Eastman and Laird were directly involved, which is why it's so different than, say, the cartoon show. Eastman and Laird did not make the cartoon show. They had very little to do with it. When they made the movie, they wanted it based on the comics. Now, the comics were black and white, gritty, and a parody of Daredevil and Frank Miller's stuff. So it was very kind of comedic, but also really gritty in the way it was drawn. So they wanted to make it as dark as possible because we first time we, we don't even see the turtles when they first fight they we see a um uh, we see Raphael's side smash a window i mean a uh light yeah a light and, and you yeah. kind of hear them beating up you know, now that's a cheap way to avoid having to have something do the work but also it's the ninja code they're not supposed to be seen so it, yep. it follows way more of how a hong kong or a, a japanese you know ninja movie would go so you got those details so, uh, and of course, what uh, now, do you know who played uh, Splinter? I do because I looked all this up on uh, uh, IDMB, but I, I don't remember now. That's Kevin Clash, who was Elmo. Yeah. All right. This man has got a resume. <laughs> he yeah, he was one of Henson's like top uh, puppeteers at the time, so he put him in. Henson specifically wanted him as Splinter, so that's why. Also, Splinter, the costume wasn't really easy to work with, so they had. His, that's why he's sitting down or tied up most of the time. <laughs> but yeah, 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 and he's old. And, and so you know, uh, the voice of Elmo is performing Splinter, and he's the only one that was in all three movies. Yeah, they because. Well, we'll get into that in the second one, but there's a number of things about the second one that bothered me because when the turtles' voices changed, even when I was a kid, I was yeah. like, "Wait a minute!" I'm like, "Why didn't they bring Corey Feldman back?" Yeah, more than more importantly, where's yeah. Corey Feldman at? But yeah. yeah, so uh, but they eventually come back. They uh, rescue uh, Splinter with the help of the kid, and uh, they uh, they don't they actually don't actually get to fight Shredder, but he basically knocks him out quickly but uh, Splinter takes him out um, also Casey yeah. Jones threw his little help yes, in uh, Casey Jones and uh, what was neat about this is okay so Lyakotis plays him actually plays him pretty accurately I thought that was pretty accurate Casey Jones yeah it was a good Casey Jones I thought he was a good yeah, uh, what's interesting is who almost got the part it was almost either Keanu Reeves Johnny Depp or Nicholas Cage, they were all offered the part, and Johnny Depp tried to get the part, but he got turned down. <laughs> which is which is hilarious, but could you yes. imagine? I mean, the, the movie already has just, you know, the feel of like a, a, a classic and everything like that, and to think if Keanu Reeves had played Casey Jones, what it would have been. Oh, I know, I know. Been it's kind of one of those things. Was like, man, if they ever do it again, if they ever make a, a real like, a, not not those. I mean, they made a couple a few years ago, which are not good. But if they ever tried again, I say get Keanu Reeves Casey Jones. I think it would work. Or have oh, it would it would definitely work. I could even see him in that role in this movie. Um, but still, he did a great job as Casey Jones, and I liked his introduction yeah, he, as well. He showed exactly how um, he should be, just some crazy guy, vigilante, just like the Turtles. And he basically showed up to help Raphael, and Raphael makes fun of him for high-sticking. Right. Yeah, they wrote him. You can tell they wanted Casey Jones to be more in the movie because they knew that way they could use less of the uh, the the actors and have to wear the costumes much, so he could just sort of like they could alternate who's doing what. Yeah, but with uh, to go on with the thing, uh, they they also 
rescued Splinter, but remember the whole Raphael got really hurt in the, the safe house um, type thing situation. I forget where whose house was that again? Did we? Oh, did we know yeah, the country house. That was April's country or family's old country cabin, kind of. Okay, okay, that's what it was. And that that's was literally written because they filmed the in movie in Wilmington, North Carolina, so they wanted to shoot more in the countryside. So they simply at, included her going out to the country, and that's where they that they would save them time. A lot of the movies right. shot in North Carolina versus, you know, they shot some bits in New York City, but almost entirely in North Carolina for tax reasons. Which is interesting. The same. Great state of North Carolina. Great state of North Carolina, which I'm currently in. Big shout out to the Tar Heel State. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. The same sets were then reused for the Crow movie a couple of years later, which, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of neat when you look like, oh, that's, you know, you can recognize. Yeah, I mean, they literally just reuse the same st- sets, you know. And uh, it's kind of funny. Both movies notoriously had a lot of actors getting hurt, unfortunately. So, so yeah, but so the movie game came out. I think it was, it was April. I remember when it came out because I remember like uh, you'll get it because uh, I went to the old Capri Theater in Knoxville to go see Joe for the first of all. Came the first time I saw there was even a trailer or a poster for the Ninja Turtle movie. So I remember, and that's where I went and saw it, because uh, for some reason it played there. So we went and saw it at the Capri Theater instead of the one in uh, Maribel. And uh, I... The Capri Theater, that's 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 a that's a blast from the past right there. I almost completely forgot Yeah, about I know. It. It was like, yeah, for the, you know, you know, you know it's, it's one of those old theaters that was like one of the first theaters in our area, like in Knoxville area, and it was basically just kind of a, a, a low-rent, beat-up theater by that point. And I think it shut down like about a year and a half after that. But it was still funny that it, that it played there, and that's where I saw it. And, of course, it was the – I remember everybody was talking because everybody went and saw it. It was such a huge, huge hit. It was number one for, like, three weeks at the box office until Pretty Woman knocked it out. Yeah, it was one of those movies that if you were a kid and you hadn't seen it, I'm not – I mean, people were like, what, you exactly. haven't? <laughs> Who hasn't seen Ninja Turtles like, yet, you know? I mean – Gar in the movie. Yeah, this – he says, damn, and, like – like it was just so much of it was it just encapsulates so much exactly. of my childhood yeah. that's why the that's what that's why the first one holds a special yeah, place in like, my it's, heart it's very violent and you know, the ninja turtles get to use their weapons and that was so a lot of people a lot of parent that, groups because in the late 80s early 90s was the era of like parental groups trying to you know make things safer for kids which i think we all agree actually made things dumber but uh, so they threw a huge fit about the Ninja Turtles using, you know, their swords, using their the sides and stuff like that. So, but yet, yeah, yeah. See, this is what aggravated me about that because it made a major influence for the way that two, the way that two played out and the action sequences in that one. They do use the swords and the sides, but it's not like there's blood squirting i mean no, it's, it's not like yeah in the cartoon they would fight the foot soldiers were robots so when they caught them up they were just cutting up rope they'd spark yeah, so yeah. in this one you know most of the time they're just knocking the foot soldiers unconscious you don't see them stabbing anybody or anything like that but they're still these you know, like right. the non-touch specifically the ones and the most have to be like the most actual physical connection because you know the stuntman can take those shots uh, so right. uh, the parent group threw a 
specific. They didn't want their kids picking up, you know, bladed weapons and cutting each other. Which I don't know if that actually actually happened. I've heard, you know, there's when it comes to you know what kids did. Always a great urban legend. So, there's all sorts of stories of kids throwing stabbing each other with scythes. But I'm like, if they got access to a scythe, that's the parents' fault. When now I have to ask this question because I feel like it's relevant. I know you probably had one in the cartoons. Did you have a favorite Ninja Turtle oh, throughout? Donatella. Okay. Okay. AKA AKA Corey Phillips. I was always the Donatella. I mean, he was the yeah. in the cartoon. Of course, he built all the stuff. He was the nerdy one. Of course, I love Donatella. Right. I could feel right. that the staff would be easy to hold. See, what's funny is I had a favorite. Um, Ninja Turtle, and mine was always Oh, Leonardo, Leonardo. was always my second favorite because he was the he was the one who took it serious. Yeah, see, I like Leonardo and Donatello the most, and those are the only two, you know. And of course, a, a variety of different video games that came oh, out yeah. based on them. Those those are the two that that I would play with oh, the yeah, most. If you're playing the old Nintendo game. You pretty much, if you don't have Donatello or Leonardo, you can't fight half those creatures because, like, Michelangelo is impossible to fight the, the ones that throw stuff at you. Yeah, and and Raphael, he, he just doesn't have the distance yeah. of the sword or the staff. So, I could talk about Ninja Turtles forever. But, um, first movie, um, in my opinion, definitely good, definitely the best of the three. Um, and yeah. overall classic simply because I think it encapsulates a moment in time for me and I think a lot of people and my kids even like to see you mentioned the two new ones which were unfortunately Michael Bay in and every way and yeah in every way and, and my kids at the time they were still you know young and we went to see them and they didn't even like those like they liked the old ones because they've seen the old ones I mean they liked them they enjoyed the action sequences but also at the same time they're like that's not no, Ninja but- Turtles to me and I was like, and I'm like, I love you. I feel like I've done something. There was right only as a one part of any of the Ninja Turtle, those two ones that I liked, which was when he, he's like, oh, I know, don't worry, it's a mask. He takes off his little eye mask. See? Like, okay, well, that's a right, right. joke. But everything else, like, nothing worked. They, but my kid, you know, like, my son has all those toys because that's, you can't buy the classic toys. You have to buy the new ones. So he has all of those and he enjoys playing with them. And he will watch the newer cartoons. And I've shown him the classics on YouTube. He loves those too. So, so the advantage is if it's cartoons, it's pretty much fair game. Uh, but I, he's never set through any of the new ones. And you know, honestly, I, I don't see why you would because they just don't look right. There's, and I don't mind if you want to change stuff, but it just, they, they, they put too much into it. So, yeah, it just doesn't have the yeah. same feel. So we get to the se- so the second one was literally one of the fastest shoots and releases ever. Like they shot that, like they they started. That that was ninety one, right? It was ninety one. Yeah, it came out in spring of ninety one, less than a barely, not even a full year after the first movie. So they went into production so fast that it, it was edited and shot or released before. I mean, it was barely finished before they put it out, which is maybe one of the problems. Yeah, well, it might be one of the problems, but I mean, when they smell the money, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing was, I, I, here's the thing: I don't actually blame them for trying to get it out. They were like, "We don't want this franchise to run out of steam too quickly." So, like, we'll get the from Hong Kong. They make sequels to stuff constantly, so that's a that's a traditional like um, Asian you know cinema thing, which is they'll just keep churning out new movies after one after another. So they did, and I don't blame them. In fact, that's smart. 
the problem was is spring, summer of 1990 versus say spring of 1991 the world had a lot of things had changed taste wise very quickly right so uh, first thing they decided since they got so much complaints about the violence in the first one they toned it down and they went for a more comedic which is the turtles don't use their weapons they'll use trash cans they'll use pizza boxes they'll hit them you know it's like so on the yeah. zero weapon it's usage of, in that one you know stuff that a kid kids can't directly replicate although you would think uh, a kid could have easier chance to hit someone with a garbage can than a sword. I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody's got a garbage can at home. Not yeah, everybody's got a nice side or sword. <laughs> yeah, like, it's backyard wrestling, re- literally in the point that they're fighting in a junkyard at one point. And of course, the, the plot is a uh, you know the, the as they call it, the secrets of the ooze. They find out that a, a company had dumped toxic chemicals that turned them into the turtles and you know made them big size so, and at this point yeah, they're, they're homeless they're, well they're living in april's apartment they're, they're living with april's yeah they're living with april because yeah of so the they foot. have to find a new place to live anyway that's one of the plot lines is we got to find a new place to live so they set that up and of course they also get a new sidekick because they don't want casey jones back they have ernie rice jr who was in the costume last time Playing a uh, right a pizza delivery guy who's also a, a, a martial artist who joins up. Kind of does he, they're undercover yeah, he's, guys. He's, for, he's supposed to be like I, I get the hint they were implying they might turn him into a turtle or an honorary turtle. No, I mean you feel that way at first. I mean he kind of was yeah, well, there for the, a minute. It's a, apparently they were actually developing a fifth turtle in the comics. So that may have been what their plan was, was like, maybe he gets the ooze on him and turns into a Ninja Turtle, like, what, apparently, which is what he was hoping to become, was a member of the team. Which I'm incredibly happy that that yeah, did not Yeah, I mean, happen. Grant, they did some other really dumb things. So another thing they decided to do is, okay, they got to have some mutants within the fight. So now, the rights to um, uh, Bebop Rocksteady are, belong to the cartoons show, not the movies. Yeah, this, uh, which is kind of funny, but... Not a not something they couldn't work around. Uh, they, uh, rather, but rather than negotiate to get the rights, they decided to create two new characters: a snapping turtle, Razor, and a wolf. And <laughs> I thought it was hilarious that they used a the snapping turtle because, at first, when I first started watching, I was like, "Is he just trying to make another Ninja Turtle?" And and that would make you know that would I mean? actually would make I, sense. I was like, well, "Fine." I'll- yeah, I mean, turtle on turtle violence, yeah. So he picks, a, and that is, like, he picked a more angrier, violent turtle. Well, I mean, staff, uh, I actually, yeah, snapping turtles aren't any more violent than regular turtles. They just, if you get bit by one, it's going to be a pain to get it off. But, see, right. they bring up something that, you know, Shredder had no idea. Oh, but I love the fact that Shredder survives getting thrown into a trash uh, garbage truck and then getting crushed by Casey Jones. Just having him punch out of stuff. Well, one of the great things about this one, too, um, when talking about Shredder, is Shredder's outfit in this one was pretty yeah. sweet, though. Because um, it came back with, like, like bigger and, and, you know, more blades. I mean, it was it was an impressive yeah. and, outfit and for him in I this one. I love the bit we see him constantly right, early on. Like, the, they don't show his face. Like, what happened to his face? 
and then you see him uh, building a new costume out of basically junk parts with a uh, uh, some tools, and you know it's pretty good. What's funny is is you know who played the Super Shred, which we see later on in the movie. That's yes, Kevin, Kevin Nash. Nash. He's also Tokar. Kevin Nash, the dual roles on on Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, I I didn't know it was Kevin Nash until you know. I think probably when I was letting my kids watch it and then his face popped up there and I was like, wait a minute, what? Like on Amazon, you know how it shows the actors under it and he popped up and I was like, makes perfect sense. Yeah, so uh, Kevin, uh, (laughs) that was another weird deal. So Kevin Nash was still signed with WCW and he had been Oz at first and he was Vinny Vegas. So he had some free time to shoot the movie and New Line Cinema was was owned by Ted Turner. So Turner sent, so they loaned him out to be a, uh, essentially because they were like well we're not going to use him in WCW right now so they sent him over apparently they wanted Sting and they got Kevin Nash yeah you got a bigger taller guy though I mean it yeah, worked I, out I, 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 like I said, you don't blame him for the performance that's the thing he, he's pretty ambivalent I'm like yeah I mean that's me in Super Shred costume he doesn't talk about put the other outfit and, on too and the, um, the other funny thing about Toka and Razor was they they were still yeah, they were kids. Babies. They were dumb. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were dumb. And and Shredder didn't realize how much he actually the, the work I guess Splinter put in to the turtles for them to be this teenage way. Teenage the turtles. They've been uh, they were sixteen <laughs> versus a couple right. of days old. Yeah, and, and these were not smart. No, they were literally mutants. talking like babies. Is, and the thing is, is like babies. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, that was a, a comedic aspect that I did think was funny. Well, I mean, at least when I was a kid, I was like, they're so stupid, you know, and it's yeah, just kind of uh, funny. Of course, we're forgetting that David Warner plays the scientist, who is not Baxter Stockman. That, that was another bill, but they couldn't use the rights, so they created another character. Uh, and he's the, right. uh, he's the scientist who worked in the lab that created the ooze. Yeah, this the um, not having Bebop and Rocksteady did something to me at the time, and I understand why they had to do it, but it is kind of disappointing because you wanted yeah, Bebop so, and Rocksteady. Yeah, they, and they had a lot more money. So Jim Henson already built all the costumes, so they, or the Ninja Turtle costumes, so they didn't have to worry about money for new costumes. They just recycled the costumes. So they had, they didn't have, but uh, the Henson Company was uh, going through trouble because Jim Henson had died. Brian Henson, who worked on the other film, was uh, gonna do was too busy getting the the um, Muppets uh, Christmas Carol movie in production. So they hired some extra people who made the Token Razor costume, which are nowhere near as good because that was what they could get, and they were they're rushing. So right. They, they were made together so badly, so quickly. Like those costumes look terrible. Yeah, and, and in the end, of course, once the turtles come across these two big beasts, they yeah, essentially I mean, outsmart the, them. Well, let's not forget, they defeat them by giving them donuts with the anti-mutagen in them. Right. Right. I mean, they outsmart them by giving Which, them... Essentially, pain, what they would do in the cartoons, too. I mean, it, it, you, I, I, one time they defeated some guys by giving them pizza with, uh, like, a reverse power... You know, anti-mutagens on them so they took a plot line from a cartoon episode and used it yeah the the reason that i didn't like this one to the first one and again me saying that i think it's the worst of the three is not saying that i did not like the movie it is but it is simply i felt like 
from the first one being dark and there's a lot more action, I felt like this one was just trying to be so much more commercial. Um, and and like bringing like bringing in our friend yes, Rob Van yes. Winkle. Because once again, this was shot fast in the summer of 1990. So in the summer of 1990 was the height of Vanilla Vanilla Ice Mania. You know, uh, Ice Ice Baby had been the big hit for the spring, and this is also when he had uh, played up funky music, which uh, I have a soft spot for. <laughs> I, I had that album, and I didn't only have that album once. I think I lost it. It got it again, and then my sister took it. I think I had that album like three times. What did you have on tape or CD? Um, the sister took my CD, had the tape See, I twice. Had, I had the singles on tape. I never bought the album on tape. I just bought, I just bought the singles on tape. Oh, I miss the days of tape singles. I, I miss the days of tape singles, and I miss the days of like actual yeah. music stores. Because I, I could go into a music store and just walk around for so long and I know you have your used books and used places that still have it but I still like going to those places just to do what I did in those oh, music agree. stores so back then flip through and flip through and flip through until you find yeah so, yeah and you even and you even know I'm not going to buy any of this yeah, I just enjoy I, looking I, through I was like, it I'll read know? about jazz that way but, yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah uh, so they put Vanilla Ice in they let him have a whole rap sequence he wrote the song Ninja Rat or somebody wrote it I'm sure which somehow he, uh, which in the in the context, he magically seems to know the whole plot line as they're fighting in front of him at this concert. <laughs> it, it just that whole scene, I just felt like went on sure, way paid, too long. They paid to have Vanilla Ice in the movie, so they put him in as much as possible because they had to pay a lot of money. What's funny is I read this. Uh, so uh, one of the guy, one of the guys playing the the actually in the costume was a big Ninja Turtle fan and wanted to get a rant to hug him and. Ninja, uh, uh, Rob's entourage slash security slash, you know, thugs or whatever, attacked the guy for trying to touch Vanilla That's That's what you get, man. Vanilla was okay, bigger than anything the guy, back then. The problem is all the other Ninja Turtles and all the other extras are all very, very, very talented martial artists. So they pounced on the guy <laughs> and beat the tar out of him. I've got to read this story somewhere because I did not know about this. I didn't know there was... Is this, this on, on set? set? I found this on IMDb. This is confirmed. So even Rob admit, yeah, my security guy got his ass kicked because he was mean. He, he, <laughs> will, he will say his security guy was a fool for punching one of the guys in the car for basically knocking the guy down. And, you know, and uh, I mean, it's... These guys are major martial arts. They're in the costume for a reason. They can do backflips. They can... They can do roundhouse kicks in a Ninja Turtle costume. Yeah, yeah that's not easy. So, of course, they, they beat the car out of security. It was probably some guy Rob knew back in you know, back in the streets of the of my Back in the streets <laughs> of Miami, where he was. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah. So, by the time this comes out, Vanilla Ice is already pretty bad. Yeah, you know, uh, already a bit of a joke. So having him in there, unless you're a little kid who hadn't heard that they, uh, uh, Vanilla Ice was already has been by '91, not the perfect time. No, and that and that's another thing too. Of, and and also in this movie, I, I think the main things that affect me, I do like the ending sequence though. I do like the yeah. the Super Shredder. I mean, I did like so much about this movie. I just felt like they went so much more mainstream. 
And it, it was just so different from the yeah, first how one. Yeah, but drinking a little bit of the potion turn him into Super Shredder in five seconds? I see. This is another one of the things we we could we could nitpick, but you just let something yeah. like that happen because I, I mean, when you're a kid, like when I was a kid, I didn't think about it at all. I was just like, oh god, here comes Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we didn't get a power. He didn't. He didn't jackknife anybody. He just threw. He literally just throws Raphael, and that's about. Then he smashes everything and drowns. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It was. It was as as climactic as his transition was. How quick it ended was almost as you know dramatic. Anyway, so it was kind of a case of. Yeah, they couldn't have him really fight because he was just the costume was so bulky he couldn't move. Yeah, um, Secret of the Ooze though, great movie. Um, I felt like a whole lot less splinter in this one. You saw, you saw him yeah, at the he's beginning. Also, he's constantly like mentoring uh, uh, Tashi, uh, Tashi, but that's about it. And it's the same thing, the costume didn't allow him to move. It was more of a puppet than anything else. So yeah, he's just sitting down almost entirely. And that's when we get to the third movie. It's the same thing. There he, he's only in. He's once again just sitting down. He's not even. He doesn't even get time traveled. No, he's only in it for just the beginning. Right when they, and, and you know, it has the great line, "Ha ha yeah. ha!" I made that other funny. Yeah. But I use that every time I hear a bad joke. I always throw that at "Ha ha ha!" I made another funny. The entire third movie had one-liners all oh, the way the through one, it though they, they because pause a little bit they waited about a year and at this point they hired a new company to make new costumes so the costumes are smaller and they look they look brighter with more like spots on them like on their heads and stuff like that like there's a whole lot more i think detail but also i think that takes away because i do think that they looked a lot yeah, and- different that was from the first two. They had a plan that they abandoned, which is the mutation. We're going to change them some more. I, I looked at this. They had a fourth movie in the works that they abandoned because the third one didn't make any money. The fourth movie was going to be called The New Mutation, in which uh, they were going to have stuff like Don's Hell was going to go blind, but have psychic and telekinetic powers. Raphael. Wait, wait a minute. That would have yeah, actually been, have been cool. He was going to have a special visor that could, like, like Jordy from uh, uh, Next Generation. But yeah, uh, right. Ra- uh, 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 well, almost yeah, like Daredevil yeah, that, basically too, it was right? Kind of a Daredevil bit for Dante. Uh, Raphael was going right. to have like, uh, um, I think he was going to grow wings, and the one, yeah, and the, what the one that I actually think would have been cool, uh, Leonardo was going to be able to turn himself metal, like like Colossus. Now I'm kind of wishing yeah, I, they it, did it, make this. It's weird, like uh, Eastman Laird wrote, uh, came up all these, and they were going to have a fifth turtle introduced called Kirby in honor of Jack Kirby, the uh, their uh, the the famous uh, comic book artist. But uh, so the idea was right. that uh, so in that one year they got that magical uh, idol that transfers them back and forth in time. They were going to use that to uh, figure out for the fourth movie how to open portals to other realms and go to an alternate world where. April's a ninja master and evil, and Casey Jones is some cyborg. Basically, they were going to try to help set up Krang. Right. Well, well, to give a little backstory, they find the scepter. The scepter takes them, and basically, they're going to save April. She swaps places with a a prince of a a Japanese lord who's a 
who's warring with another clan and and this is this is 16th yeah. century all right yeah japan so correct it's, uh, so it's definitely still shogun samurai era japan which is yeah it's kind of fun the plot is almost the same plot for the last samurai right so uh yeah so she gets taken first uh they they then grab the idol to go after her and casey jones which is back and he has to babysit the prince and hang out with splinter and, but then when they go back in time, they find a guy who looks exactly like Casey Jones, who may or may not be Casey Jones's great, you know, ancestor or something like that. Just as they meet a boy who may or may not be Hamato Yoshi's ancestor. Right. And the um, the main antagonist in this movie is the um, I'm, I'm, I, I watched it again this morning. I'm, I'm trying to remember his Are you name. Are talking about the, the, the feudal lord or the British guy? No, the 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 Japanese guy. Um, I knew his name. Okay, uh, Nor yeah, Norinaka. Uh, it's, uh, Lord Norinaga. Norinaga. Okay, I couldn't remember it exactly. And like I said, I'm sorry. I had things to do. I don't have access to things. But yeah, Norinaga. That guy. Um, you get no no shredder no crane no nothing and almost zero yeah, new uh, york city because once again they didn't shoot it in new york city so right uh, in that one we also have walker who is this mysterious british guy who's trying to sell guns and you realize he's the real villain because he's basically trying to keep the cause all these wars so he can sell guns to japan which this is the period of time where they have the technology but they refuse to make guns they have uh, so he's trying right. to introduce guns into Japan, which is a, you know, in a society. Not just guns, not just guns, like cannons, yeah. like big things. Yeah, like, like, all sorts a whole of bunch British of stuff. weaponry, even though technically right. China and Japan have the technology. They refuse to make it because it's not in their code. So it's, it's, we get the whole British imperialism evil plot line, which is actually kind of neat. So one thing I like to say, if you're watching the movie, there's actually some really neat historical stuff in it so it's almost the nerdy of the movies and that's and, and i agree with that as well because this is also one of those because it doesn't really stick to like your ninja turtle script you got to be a turtle fan to sort of like the direction they went in and you got to like the fact that Corey feldman is back so i mean you're sort of happy about that donatello's voice being back uh, actually that's not Don. that's not him as uh in that one that's another guy that's the funny thing he just they had they hired a guy jim rascal who was doing a uh cory feldman impression cory feldman was no, not that in the was third just, one. Uh, got, the guy they hired uh just did an impression of, of cory feldman because 94 cory feldman he is a that's one of his worst like periods in his career and his drug problems so yeah they they did not it sounds just like I, I, like I told you. I, I watched I know, this again this morning. You think it's him, but it's not. Get out of here! I never checked. I never checked Wiki or IMPD about any of this, but I was for sure that was Corey Feldman. That's an amazing job He's on by that the guy. Side. He tried to be in the third. He kept trying to call them, see if they want him back, and they would not return his phone calls. Well, drugs are bad. Oh wait, kids. no wait. I, I'm wrong. Never. No, I'm wrong. He, he, he recorded some lines. Okay, so he is actually uh, recording some of it. Okay, so they use him for some of the scenes. So okay, <laughs> okay, they, they, they okay. brought him in for some of the scenes, but he he didn't do. They tried to let the actors do their own voices this time in the suits. 
Well, the thing about this movie, too, that I thought was good is they did take some aspects. There was a whole lot more oh, yeah. fighting in this one. Uh, um, and so that was better than two, as far as I thought, with sword work. I mean, because 16th century Japan, I mean, everybody's having swords. Lots more fighting. Um, I thought Corey Feldman was back, but also what I liked about this one, too, is they really brought some comedy into it as far as just constant one-liners in this one to me. It's way more funnier. And like I said, they were trying for a different theme because they're trying to set up a new era of the Ninja So they don't need the cook plan anymore. These are going to be... And the idea is once you got to travel in one time, the idea is they're going to constantly be time traveling or going to different dimensions and stuff like that. That was the whole point. They were going to set up a new new status quo for the Ninja Turtle from that point on. I just... When I rewatched it today, I had to re... I, I, I laughed again, Thomas. You remember one of them falls down and goes, help, I'm a turtle, I can't get up. And it's just like, like, wow. It's like pop culture references all and, over uh, this one. Let's see, what was the, um, the, yeah, of course they had a third time. They just, man, I love being a turtle. Yeah, I mean, because the first one of those is in the first one, right? When he ducks his head. And the second time, fall in the water, yeah. like, man, I love you third one uh, he, he like uh, he uh, pulls both he pulls arms and legs out of his head I love being a turtle just yeah. a running turtle and, and joke you should if you're gonna you gotta do it that's, that's... no and that's and that's why I appreciate these movies because I feel like each of them has their own general feel to them um, but I feel like the second one did seem rushed it did seem more like we're just going to go all mainstream and just try to have a money grab. And the third one was like, look, we're just going to be a little different. There's some things I didn't like about it. Um, but I think overall, it, it it does have to be the nerdy. Like you said, there's historical references. Um, you What you appear, which what I thought is you have some of the original voices back. There's a little bit more martial arts and weaponry used. And, just to kind of add to the uh, funness of it. So, yeah, it fits it's their theme that they're they're in Japanese they're in Japan fighting right and and, and you get Casey Jones back and you get you know yeah you get a whole bunch of stuff going on so definitely the nerdy one but also good movie great movie and I think that uh it's upsetting to me that when when you look at these three and not to go back to it but when you look at the two that were just released you're just like to me, it's just so different. Um, it's yeah. just kind of upsetting uh, with waited, how different uh, they the, are. Yeah, they rushed the first one. They waited almost too long for the third one to come out. So that's kind of the, pro- the other problem. Like by '93, you know, most of us, you know, like, you know we're all uh, those. The, their core audience was too old, really, to be that excited about a new Ninja Turtles movie. And yeah, I mean, because at that time we're at the I, age too, to where what what we like changes yep. you know just like shoe sizes at our age right that we're growing up and we're like uh but still the third yeah. one was still good to me yeah, I, like but so, also I, it, it did very well on video that was the thing it didn't do well the box up did well on video because everyone's like yeah i'll watch i'll rent it because what you know like yeah you know, you'd re- uh, you know 93 we're wanting to go see you know Jurassic park we're not going to see ninja turtles three but we'll rent it so it did well as a rental but at that point i think you know it's, you know, we're listening to Nirvana. We're, uh, you know, we're watching. You know, we watch. We watch Terminator Two a ton. So, yeah, we're angsty now. We need. We need. Yeah, we, need we need more. Need, uh, we need something different. So that that was the problem with 
timing for that one. Just, the world had changed drastically, and the uh, audience had gotten you know so much older too. But you know, ninety hit that perfect time for a lot of people because a lot of us who grew up, you know, we were still young enough to love the cartoon show, the toys. So ninety three, you know, we're only talking three and a half years later, but that's the point. They just put it out too soon. They either should have waited longer, or just not done a third one unless they had unless they put a lot of effort in there. And they didn't put a lot of effort to the release either. Yeah, and it, but still, we when they did, this was the movie at first. I was so like I had trepidation about it, even enjoying this. It got killed on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, because you know when you when I pulled it up to watch it, when I told you I bought them, I pulled it up to watch it. It only got like a twenty, like something, like 25, 26. and I feel like, of course, no critics are gonna like this movie. But if you're a turtle fan and you and you like sort of get it. And I mean, honestly, like me, like if you're a dork, I mean, this is a pretty good movie if you just look at it and just take it for face value and don't try to compare it oh, yeah, to the other two. They, they yeah, that's what I was saying. The pop culture references in this one, from a phone I can't get up to the Wayne's World swing to like everything that they do, this one was. And they're trying to keep, you know, their core audience you know with these type of jokes and I get it and that's why I appreciate even though they were doing something way different how they try yeah. to keep the uh, core and the thing is, uh, it would make sense that teenagers would be making Wayne's a silent live joke so once again it's there's nothing they're doing is wrong it's exactly how they're at, their their characters would act it's just once again the time it just doesn't work because of when they put it out I mean by 93 Wayne's world's kind of already <laughs> burned out Yeah, I don't even remember when the Wayne's uh, World Wayne's movie World came not, out. It was, it was like January 92, and then Wayne's World 2 was fall of 93. So that was another case where they rushed them out. But the point being is like the, the gags were already too old by then. So the, right. So the problem, once right. again, is when we're dealing with these movies, is the, if they actually got, played down the comedy and made it just a fun action film set, you know, it probably would have been a lot better. So, you know, that's why we're not counting this one as the good one. We're counting this as the nerdy one. Because it's not... Two is the bad one for so many reasons. We were always... Oh, yeah, we didn't bring it back. They did an April change. Yeah, well, I mean, I I forgot about that. Um, because I... I feel like I've seen... What's funny is we can call Secret of the Ooze the, the bad one. But I really feel like I've seen that oh, one I know. more than it's any of them. The one that nobody like, you wanted to rewatch it to figure out what was going on in that movie. It was, yeah. I mean, I don't I, like like the opening scene of the pizza delivery and and all that when they first jump the guys in the little I guess it's a mall or whatever yeah. it is down in there. Uh, like I have seen that one so many times, I completely forgot about. Yeah. The April switch. And the thing uh, that's another thing that n- none of the movies really got well was how April. Like you didn't really care one way or the other about her in any of the movies, except the first one. I think she's I did in the, the first main one. Character in the first one, and the second one, she's a support. You know, she's she's basically she finds she finds out about the the ooze thing. They don't really use her at all. Yeah, after that, after she discovers about the details, it's more about the professor. Yeah. And the third right. one, she's you know, she's kidnapped. Got to rescue her from time, but once again, she's kind of just kind of floating around in there. It's once again that they make the turtles the, the center of that movie as well. 
Right, and April in this one, mind you. Remember when she went back in time. Now we don't have the typical looking April O'Neil. We have a short haircut, dark hair. Like it's a completely looking, different looking and, April O'Neil too. They, they changed actors because she hated the cost. The reason wanted her to dress like April O'Neil in the car, in the comics and the cartoons. She wouldn't do it, so they'd already cast her. So they didn't want to fire her. So they, so, but they replaced her because they could. That she wouldn't. She gets arguing with them every single thing they wanted her to do. So. This is so the new actress, like, I'll do what you say. Yeah. I mean, Hollywood. Sometimes you can do that in a movie where it, all, all they care about is the, is the turtles, not the April. Yeah, I mean, and, and that makes perfect sense. So, But anyway, so I think as we, we kind of covered all three, and the funny thing, we could talk more, but, the, you know, there's really so much you can deal with both. You know, we talked to the, the third one. You know, it, the the main re- the end is the, you know the prince comes back in time, swaps with April, and marries the uh, daughter of the other tribe. So you, you essentially have a a, um, a Romeo Juliet reveal, right? But also too, and um, they're uh, at the beginning of three, and also in two, uh, they're always have been from the sewer. And their their residents just yeah I know it's like what what, what mm-hmm. was New York City the subway yeah. car New York City keeps giving them a better a sewer uh, abandoned like yeah I thought that was funny in all of them too because like the Ninja Turtles always just sewer 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 but I mean they were that's a nice subway car but yeah that so they got uh, right there. and the thing is you know if they had if the third one had been a hit they would have done the fourth one like they were talking about and what I read you know. I actually would have liked the idea of them mutating a little bit and getting special powers. I would have too, and I didn't know about some of that stuff, and with you saying that, I was just kind of like, that would have been interesting, and even if it wouldn't have been good by some other person's standards, to me, I would have been like, yeah, I'd like to see like, where this goes, they, they, were you know? talking, they had like six different movies in development for like ten years, so they finally did the animated one, which was kind of... <laughs> Which is more about once again taking from the comic book than it was from the cartoon show with, with April and Casey being they're both learn, had learned ninja skills too. So uh, right. I, I think that that's the point. Like uh, if you look at the plot line for the fifth for the fourth movie that didn't get made, it was going to include a ninja, all you know, alternate dimension evil April. So they had ideas. So and the plan was they were going to rescue, bring Kirby, who was the good of the, apparently they were going to be like four evil turtles. They were going to have to battle. One, one was Kirby, who would be the good one, who they would rescue and pull and from his dimension at the end of the movie. So they would then be five turtles at the end. Yeah. Now I feel like they should have made that because I mean, but I feel like I am one of a very few people that would like well, be if, amped like about said, that. If it worked, it would have been great. If it didn't work, it would have been like the one thing. Yeah, it, that's awful. the thing. Is like, yeah. They pretty much agree that the idea would have been cool, but they could not figure out how to make it work. Yeah, and I think at, at, especially in the 90s, just trying to create the yeah. Crane character would have been nearly impossible to pull off. Oh, here's the Without, without, without it just looking terrible. Joke. Apparently, the professor was supposed to actually be Craig. He was supposed to. It's going to be revealed at the end. That he he was wearing a. Ro- it was a robot suit. He was in. Yeah, that was the plan. Really? Was that the? It was actually he was Craig, but they uh, they decided to abandon that because that was nothing. They couldn't figure out how to make it work. 
almost like the Men in yep. Black type of look of how the little guys and the yeah. big guys. Oh, so, okay. yeah, that, that was supposed to be the big okay. reveal. Was he was gonna at the end of the movie? Uh, you see him with the the ooze and kind of smile, and then you see him suddenly open up, and the inside he's crying inside. And it was gonna set up, the idea was they were gonna have a reveal that you know uh, it was not a they didn't create the ooze. They they were from it was their part of their uh, spaceship. Yeah, but once wow. they abandoned all that because they didn't want to, they couldn't figure out how to make it work and decided not to do that. So, and they couldn't have the rights to Baxter Stockman as well. He was supposed to be Baxter Stockman in the first round. So. so, yeah, they had wow. all these ideas that they banding, which is why two is not that good and why three was supposed to have a bunch of movies they didn't make. So, because like there was the other twist was that, that there was this ancient scroll that showed the, the Ninja Turtles further in past. So they, the idea was they'd go back in time even further. So, right. yeah, so I, I, I like to say that's one of the reasons I think the third one is the nerdiest because there's all these ideas that they were trying to set up that they didn't do. As well as a bunch of historical references. Exactly, and, and I think they took advantage of, hey, we're setting this a different time period. People are a little less uh, whiny about things now. We can get, put, let them use their weapons again. We'll have them, uh, have them finding guys in Shogun gear, so they got protective gear. So yeah, I mean that—that's—it's it, a smarter movie than the second one. It like I said, it just didn't have the budget or the timing for it. So. Right. So the second one's gonna. So we're gonna go. The yes. good is the first one. We're gonna go the the bad with kind of. With with kind of asterisks around it's it, you know, bad like, and good uh, at the same time. It's, Once again, if you're a vanilla ex- Iceman, you love ex- it. Exactly, if you're not a vanilla Iceman, you might like it, but you. I mean, but because the movie was good, I mean, it just it just diverted yeah. so much from the first one, which is iconic, and so and then you move to the third one, which is the nerdy for the reasons you mentioned, and I 100% agree with with your assessment i feel like that's my assessment you've put it on facebook earlier today i saw a lot of people hating on the third one but i feel like i feel like they're doing that simply because it did divert so much from what we're used to from ninja turtles you know yeah i mean that's the thing it's like the the second one is is this uh depends of like when you make a sequel you either you either go big or you bomb so they went big, and they, but they didn't work. It didn't work either. So, and I think we can all agree. Yeah. There's nothing. I, the movie itself is not a bad movie, but it's a case of it's so camp, it's so over the top that it's bad. Yeah, and what's funny is we sit here, and, and I can't help myself but do this, Thomas, and I apologize. But what the one thing that I do is I sit here and think about the Turtle trilogy, and then I sit here. And I, I don't know if it's martial arts or what, but it makes me think about exactly. the Karate Kid trilogy. And when you go Karate Kid trilogy, I think it's absolutely different because I think you go with Karate Kid, I think you go the good, the nerdy, yeah, the third one the is bad. bad by so many reasons. <laughs> so bad. I almost feel like that it's tribute to this trilogy. We should almost do a trilogy on the Karate oh. Kid. Because simply the first one, the first one, just like Ninja Turtles, super classic, super amazing. The second one, different, but the same. And the third one, it's almost like the second movie here. They're just like, let's just make this real quick and see yeah, and how it like, does. Uh, we, yeah, we'll definitely do all three Karate Kid movies. Cause also, that's the problem when you make a series where uh, you take so long and it's only supposed to be like a year and a half in between. <laughs> 
Yeah, like, what are you doing? You know, I mean, the, th- the third one, I mean, it, but we're going off a slight tangent. The third one was like five years after the second one, and they apply it's been like three months. Just as, and yeah, that's, that's the problem when we get to these movies, you know, with those. So I give them credit, you know, and let's also not forget. So, Ninja, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one came out in 1990. So did Karate Kid three. One was one was the second highest right. movie of the year. The third, the other. Didn't even make the top twenty. <laughs> didn't even didn't even yeah, register on the radar. Yeah, and we also have to remember. I mean, the first one, Jim Henson alive. No, the second one. Now what? We, now what are we doing? You know, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if the Jim Henson team had worked on the second one, Tokar Razor, Super Trail, all that would have been a lot better. There's no, there's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, with, with no the, question. Vanilla Ice. Ah. <sighs> I still though you posted the vanilla ice video on there. Exactly. I I I, I can't I can't say this enough. As much as I hated seeing him in that movie and and feeling like it took too long, even when I was younger watching it, I just felt like there was just that whole scene was too long and everything was just just played out, but at the same time, you know why they did. You know, I mean you get it. I mean they're trying to sell not just the movie they're trying to sell merchandise soundtrack and, and let's not forget oh six months later when the adams family movie comes out it has mc hammer doing the adams rap mc hammer it's not like they didn't yeah. do the wrong call they do what they want to do say what they want to say the wrong yeah call. i mean yeah they picked the, uh, <laughs> the wrong rapper they picked the wrong guy yeah they yeah, picked they, the wrong guy if they had just ponied up and gotten a uh, hammer because hammer was big both years so it, it's it's that's literally the problem they picked they, they picked him on the down instead of on the up i mean yeah. we wouldn't have got I, you know they wouldn't put nwa in but no 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 they wouldn't put that in but we're we're, we're messing with the pg oh, yeah. rating at that point and, and, and so yeah that's and but you know that's also something we didn't bring up at all was the ninja turtle movie originally got an r rating the first one before, yeah, they had to edit it down to try to, uh, the violence because it got an R rating. Well, see, yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that's the direction that the first one even feels. Like, even when Shredder is talking, like, in the beginning of the first one, even when Shredder is talking to these, like, like you were saying before, these teens, um, the troubled teens or, or whatever they were and everything like that, like the whole setting, like the whole movie, is just yeah, so much of a darker a kid, movie. But they edited it where it looked like he wasn't dead, but he beat a kid to death because he was so. Right, right, and and that's why I think the second one has to be bad because you you get all this feel from the first one, even though they did have to dumb it down a little bit to get the rating they wanted, it still had the same feel, you know, that of a darker movie, and then you go to the second one and you're just like. So nobody's Leonardo's not even he's not gonna pull Why a sword. He him? Like like you never yeah. see Yeah, he, he never even pulls one. Like like you don't see anybody really doing anything. Um and of course, like Raphael was edgy in the first one and said the damn and everything. He's now he is, not, he is like, uh, not like saying, a little too rash. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just it's funny, but I mean, I absolutely enjoy it. These movies are movies I could talk about forever. 
I do think I do think it'd be a good transition into going into the Karate Kid movies. Again, another one. Yeah. That I am just su- such a big fan of. Um, I don't know if it's just martial arts. I don't know if it was just the time that all these movies oh, were coming out that these movies just resonate with me. Yeah, I, I, personally, I've always thought that two was the best, but that's just me because I think two is the best. It's supposed to be like one, which is you know, uh, Rocky. You think you think two's the I, best of Karate it's Kid? My personal favorite, but that I have. No, 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 no. This is this is fantastic. This is a great teaser. Well, this is a great setup. We can have de- we can we have will, debate we'll on this that, because just talking about two alone, we can do an hour on. So, because I called two the nerdy, but I didn't call it the bad. But I'm just saying, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I think it could flip flop either way. But there's a lot of people I know oh, that hate two. It, and I'm just like, how do you well, hate two? Yeah, that, that's the fun part about that one. So, well, yeah, we will save that for another episode. Of- probably as soon as possible we'll do that one real shortly because i think anyone listening to this is going to get into this oh, we're going to have their own opinion so yeah if you're listening to this and want to comment of, about your opinion about the karate kid movies and of course the uh, ninja turtle movies please please hit us up on twitter uh next uh starting today i'm going to set up our uh, facebook page so you can uh, j- come join us on the facebook group and comment as well we'll because uh, i know we'll have a great discussion about the ninja turtle movies yeah, please. And and also, Thomas, if you could yeah. in, include, you know, any information to where I could be able oh, to absolutely. respond I'm gonna make to. You because add, I'm going to add you first. As far as a bunch of, of, of these type of movies go, I really do have strong opinions about these. But also, at the same time, my strong opinions are only my You're opinions, saying, everyone. Thank you. So, 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 nobody get butthurt by anything said by anybody else. That's a great thing about movies, and that's why we like talking about them, is because your opinion is yours. We just yeah, like talking to you about it. Like I said, when I post on Facebook, what's the, what's the best one? What's the worst one? What's the nerdy one? We got a lot of interesting answers. A lot of people hate three. If you take three from Ninja Turtles, you take Turtles in Time, you take it for what it is. It's no, actually it's not that's bad. Fun, but you remember. It's whether you watched it recently or not. That's the, it's how you remember it. So if if you have a bad experience watching, you're gonna remember it bad. If you had a, it, this is like I said. I used to think Turtles Two was great. Then I were you watching it, I was like, oh no, this is not good. Yeah, it's not. But I mean, it's again to clarify. When Tom says it's not good, Tom is saying it's not good. It's, but still it's a teenage so, mutant turtle movie. It's good in a bad way. <laughs> Yes, right. fantastic. Uh, yeah, we've done over. This is we've gone over an hour talking about these three movies, which is perfect considering we're doing three movies. So, thank uh, so thank you all for listening. Please, please, like I said, uh, hit us up. Uh, we'll we'll continue the debate online as we go on. Jeremy, got any final thoughts? No, no final thoughts. Just everybody, make sure you hit up the good, the bad, the nerdy on on Twitter. Um, you can find it also. Tom, you on Facebook? We're starting with the good, the bad, the today. I was, uh, I'm gonna uh, July first. I was gonna launch it this week. So we'll look, at, uh, I'll start. I'll post it, some links, and those of you who uh, see us, please add us on. It'll uh, and jump in. You can continue the debate. We'll have a great discussion as uh, going further. And of course, you know, we'll have a nice little viewing of the Ninja Rat video again. Yeah, and please, if anybody has anything that they'd like to say or disagrees with us or anything like that, we'd love to 100% hear all of that. I know Tom would, 
and I know I would if you have yeah. any objection to anything I said or Tom said. Let's have fun with this, right, man. That's how right. we do so it. This is a good, bad, nerdy podcast. We're saying, go, Ninja, go, Ninja, go. Golly. Vanilla ice. Love yeah. it. All right. Thanks, man. That's great. I'm going to get this edited and posted in a few minutes. That's fantastic, We've been, been talking about this for over an hour. <laughs> I could keep going.